BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Today is a really fun episode. It's with these three boys who have a podcast called The Lodka Room, which I've been on now twice. And the last time we were recording, I was just like, wait a second. You're three guys. You're pretty cool. You should probably come on We Met at Acme and we should probably chat. And so they did. And today is that episode for you. And it's really chill. It's like you're listening in on a conversation with friends. It is good vibes. I always love the episodes where it is like, just normal people, no shade to any celebrities or influencers. I think those are great too. But these make me feel a little bit more comfortable. And I wonder if you agree. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on the episode. But before we get into that, I'm going to answer a few of your questions. The first thing I want to talk about actually before I get into the questions, I made a comment on this episode about how if someone has a selfie with Dave Portnoy, it's like a red flag for me and that people who like get their news from Barstool are like not the guys for me. And while that might hold true, I have to say that I met Dave Portnoy in the flesh this past weekend or sorry, last weekend in the Hamptons at the Surf Lodge. And I went up to him and I was just like, hey, I just wanted to say hi. I have a podcast about dating and you should totally check it out. And he was a really nice guy. And I now feel bad that I said that because he was nice. Like, I don't know him personally. Like, maybe he's not that nice, but he was nice to me. So I will now say that maybe it's not a red flag if somebody is someone who worships him because he has built a huge empire. And that's amazing. I think I just don't like the misogyny of Barstool in general, which I think many of you can agree with. Okay, moving on. Why do men take longer to say I love you? I actually don't think that this is true. I think that, I mean, at least in my perspective, I have never said I love you first to a man. I've had men who take longer than I would have, meaning like I loved them already. And then they said it like three months later and that's annoying. But I think it's because like we don't give enough credit to men in this case. Like men do take those words really seriously and so do women. But I feel as if men especially do because at least every man that's ever said I love you to me was like really in it except for one shitty guy. But I think that these are serious words and they are to be taken seriously. And men sometimes are more logical and practical than women. And we are more emotion driven. And so maybe we say it as soon as we feel it and they say it, they feel it, right? And then they analyze, okay, I feel that I love this person, but should I say it? What are the implications of me saying it? Now, am I going to fart in front of her and vice versa? For men, I feel like I love you means it is a promise in a way. It's like, I promise to be with you and I'm considering spending my life with you. But for women, it's just like, I love you. I feel that way. But I feel like because the man is like traditionally the guy to propose and whatever, saying I love you is a bigger step, if that makes any sense. Handling the ebbs and flows of sex in long-term relationships. 
Yeah. I mean, it ebbs and flows. It is very real, but I really think, and again, this is from my experience, everyone is different, but if I wasn't having sex for like over a week, like if I went a week or two weeks without having sex with my partner in a long-term relationship, that would not be good for me because physical touch is a huge love language for both of us. And I would think like, why can't we take time out of our busy schedules to like do something that we're both going to feel really amazing after and um, feel connected? And so I would say, you know, when you're in a lull, like just acknowledge that once you do end up having sex, it's going to feel that much better and be that much more exciting because you had so long apart. But try to get ahead of the lulls. Like I love just like putting on a little lingerie once in a while because I feel like, why not? You know, like it's not going to hurt me. It's going to turn him on, whatever. And so do that. Or if there's something that you like your partner to do, like if you're like, oh, like grab me in the morning and like, you know, because I love morning sex or whatever it is, make sure you're communicating about that. When is is it reasonable to push your significant other to ring shop and when is too much? I mean, that already sounds too much. Like, why are you pushing your significant other to ring shop? I actually was just with my amazing friend and manager and we were talking and she was joking about how she asked her partner, like, I think like two months before he proposed. Now they're married with a baby the cutest baby. But she was like, you know, what's the deal? Like blah, blah, blah. And he was like, every time you ask me, it's going to be longer. And I honestly respect that because it's like not cute to ask your partner to ring shop or this or that. Like, it's one thing to have a conversation. Like, what do you see our future like? But like, don't force them into ring shopping. Like let them do that on their own time. It's first of all, expensive. And second of all, a huge commitment. And if a guy asked me when I was going to ring shop for him, I would never do it because I'd be like, you're disgusting. And I will do that when I want to, you know, it's like asking for your birthday gift. Like, no, I'll get it for you when I want to get it for you. Think about if it were reverse. Like, how would you feel if your partner was like, can you ring shop? Engagement timing. I feel like all you guys want to talk about is engagement. And like, I get it. Is there a downside to dating longer, like three to five years before? I will say, I think there's a sweet spot. I think like two years or like maybe a little under two years is a sweet spot. It can't be less than a year. In my opinion, you need like to experience all four seasons with this person. But I think when you're older, and I mean like after 28 and above, not calling that old because I'm almost 31, but you just know yourself a little bit better. And I think waiting three plus years is potentially red flaggy. It's just like, what are you waiting for? You know, like what else is going to happen? Feeling the hit of the pandemic and not feeling your best, how to build confidence. For me, this begins with being good to my mind and body and like they go hand in hand. And so when I'm eating like shit, which I do like pretty much every Sunday without fail, I end up feeling so shitty about myself. And when I'm eating healthy, which is like, you know, during the week, or at least I try, I'm feeling really good about myself. So being good to my body and what I put in it, and then exercising really helps my mental health as well. It doesn't have to be something crazy like berries. It could be something little like a walk, you know, um, that really is where like the confidence begins. And then also like being someone who you would admire if they were in your life, right? Like doing acts of service for people and showing up for people in your life, going above and beyond, checking in with a friend that might not know that you care. Maybe they just had a baby. Maybe they're planning a wedding and they're really stressed and just telling them like you're thinking of them. Whatever it is, like I know it sounds cheesy, but it really, it all builds confidence. And then also like go on a bunch of dates and assume none of them are going to work out because then you'll be confident when some of them do. Why I never say I love you more. Okay, this was a note to myself. This is interesting. I never, like whenever my partner and I go back and forth, like, I love you, I love you. Like, he'll be like, I love you so much. And I'll be like, I love you too. But I never will be like, I love you more. Like, I love you more. Or like, 
you know, like I just don't feel like, and we talk about this in this episode with someone saying like, you're so pretty. And then responding with like, thank you. You're so handsome. It's like, just like let them love you. And like, you don't need to tell them you love them more. Also, like, how do you know that's true? Like, how do you know? You know, how do you know? I don't know that I love him more, but it's almost my instinct. Like when a friend is like, I love you. I'm like, love you more. And that's always what I'm going to say to a friend because like, that's cute and sweet. But with my partner, I would never say I love you more. It's just like not natural. And it's creepy to me. Like, I don't, I, first of all, I don't love him more. He better fucking love me more, you know? And so I'll never say it back. And that's just a weird thing, but I wanted to tell you that. Lastly, somebody asked about the ratio of girls to guys who are single in NYC. This came up because we're having, or we had this mixer this week and we had to like actively work to make sure the ratio was equal. And the reason is not because there are less single guys in the city, but because there are less single guys in the city who are willing to go to a dating event like you have to realize guys have a lot of pride and they never want to admit that like they would need help dating and girls don't not that they don't have pride don't get me wrong but they are not afraid to put themselves out there and be vulnerable and that's just the difference between guys and girls generally so i don't think that the ratio is off i think that either guys don't know about things like this because they don't follow women at acme or they're afraid to admit that they need a little hand meeting a girl. So those are my thoughts. And I really hope you enjoy this episode with these boys. Last weekend, I got to go to the most stunning event. It was a Saqqara dinner at the Surf Lodge and everything, as you can imagine, was stunning, like down to every last detail. There were flowers, there were oranges, a beautiful menu that Saqqara did with the Surf Lodge and the food was delish. And it was actually the first time I tried the Saqqara Caesar salad with the dressing that Saqqara makes. (gasps) It was delicious. If you haven't heard about Saqqara already, It's a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. So they've got probiotics, they've got ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, plant-based meals for breakfast, lunches, and dinners. They've got beauty drops. They have metabolism super powder. They've got metabolism bars. Like Along with all of their amazing plant-rich meals, they offer daily wellness essentials. Like as I mentioned, the probiotics, supplements, herbal teas to support your nutrition, like detox tea, which is amazing. And I like to have it in between meals so that I'm not like snacking on gross things, which is my usual. And you can really experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism super powder. It's made with organic raw cacao and it works to boost your energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. Like everybody loves Saqqara. If you you hear me talk about it all the time, don't you want to try it out for yourself? Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com slash acme and enter code ACME20 at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash ACME to get 20% off your first order. Saqqara.com slash ACME. Also, I have to say, everyone that works for Saqqara is an amazing person. So you got to support this company. They support the podcast and I support them. The biggest question that I get is, how do you work out and shower with your jewelry? And the answer is because it's Majuri. Like I don't have to worry about it being cheap and it's going to like rust or whatever cheap jewelry does because my Majuri jewelry is always perfect even after I shower or work out. And like my hair doesn't get caught in it. There's just something about it. It's just, it's fine jewelry and it's for every day. And it's not just, we're not just saying it's for every day. Like you actually can shower with it. You actually can work out with it. And there's no traditional 10 times markups. You're getting fairly priced, handcrafted, ethically sourced, and made to last jewelry. It's 14 karat solid gold staples that don't wear out or scratch easily. Like I've been wearing my jewelry for two years, two plus years, and there's no scratches on it. 
I personally love their Zodiac stuff because duh, especially the bracelet. I wear my Libra bracelet every day. And then I love their rings too. Like the stackable ones are great. They've also got sterling silver, freshwater pearls, and milestone pieces, which I mean, you don't need a reason to buy jewelry and to celebrate yourself. You can, if like you're confused about where to get started when it comes to jewelry, they actually have live chat with a Majuri stylist one-on-one on their website. So head to Majuri.com slash Acme and you'll get 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash Acme for 10% off your first order. Majuri.com slash Acme. Treat yourself. Hi, I'm Ali Webb, the founder of Drybar. Hey, I'm Adrian Kayla, the founder of Take New Ground. Previously on Raising the Bar, Michael and I learned how founders moved from idea to scale. In this new season, we'll be exploring the inner world of an entrepreneur, the juicy stuff. Suing a vision brings up fear and personal challenges, the stuff that nobody likes to talk about. So we dive into what it takes to overcome the obstacles that make most people quit. This is a study on perseverance. Adrian is a coach for select executives. I love his brilliant mind and deep love for people, including me. So if you're starting a business and already want out, tune in. You might not be as alone as you think. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited to be here with the boys from the Lodka Room. Hey boys. What's up? Long time coming. I know. I know. So I have actually been on their wonderful podcast twice now. Thank you for having me. And I think it's just about time that they come on We Met at Acme because we've had such great conversations. And I feel like we would be doing a disservice to my listeners to not air them here. What do you guys think? I'm honestly super nervous because I've been listening to you for like a year on this podcast. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as you know, my girlfriend turned me on to this and her friends turned me on to this podcast. So uh, when you posted like questions for the locker room boys, I'm, I'm honestly very terrified at what my friends could have submitted. Oh, there was a lot of submissions. There were a lot of submissions mm-hmm. that I knew for a fact were from your friends because they made uh-huh. zero sense. Um, <laughs> okay. And, and I'll be pulling them up at some point. But I want to go through you guys one by one and just do a little background, starting with Johnny. How old are you and where are you from? 25 uh, from South Long Island. And I still currently live at home with mom and dad. I'm sure that's going to come up. So I'd rather get out of the way now. <laughs> Thank you for your transparency. Yeah. And uh-huh. Cappy. 25. I'll be 26 in October. And currently from Florida, Coral Springs, more specifically. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm with living with my girlfriend right now uh, during the summers. Awesome. And what about you, Max? Uh, I'm also 25. I lost my voice on Saturday. I live in the city and uh, I am single. <laughs> so wait, Max, what were you yelling at the Mets game that you lost your voice like were you telling them like what to do were you yelling at them were you yelling at the opponent well to start it was cheering we uh I, I went with uh with Laz and a bunch of my buddies we did like the bars to at the park uh like package which include it's like a ticket that includes drinks and food so it's like it's a great it's like if you're looking for deals like us Jewish people look for, yeah, it's uh, it a great deal. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. Does that have to do with Barstool? Yeah, they organize it, but ah. they don't like they don't go to it though. I see. So that's actually a good segue because I'm curious, guys. Like, do you regularly read Barstool? Uh, not read, but listen. Okay. Yeah, I feel like back in the like, like maybe like a couple of years back, I kind of like I wasn't like a stoolie how they would say themselves, but like I would like watch all like a lot of their videos. To be honest with you, just like their recaps of the week, I used to like lo- like just like love like all the the, like, the different personalities and stuff like that. But um, from like a reading like blogs and article standpoint, no. Yeah, the reason I ask is because I would like immediately be like, oh, that's a red flag. Like if this is a guy that like worships like Dave Portnoy, and don't get me wrong, like he's fucking hilarious. And he has like Mm -hmm. created such an empire. But anytime I would be like single and dating and I would go to their profile, and this is weirdly common, I swear to you, there would be like a selfie they took with Dave Portnoy. Yeah. 
And I'm just like, what? Now I have to lay you to rest. And it sucks because like, Mm -hmm. I thought you were like, you know, an intelligent guy and you're just like a barstool fan, you know, but I don't know. Maybe I'm being tough. No, I think it's a fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is when you're on like Instagram or Twitter, they, they just, they own those platforms. So you always see them. Yes, that's true. I mean, you definitely can't escape. That's for sure. So I like Dave though. I, I, I yeah. don't, it's not, it's not so much of like a, uh, like love the guy. I think it's more of just like a respect, like yeah. all he's done kind of thing. Like, like look at where, like how far the guys made it from like basically like coming from nothing, like how he started. So it's more like, not like an obsession, but I know people who are obsessed and that's kind of a little weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree. Like, I like that he like owns his shit. Like when that like sex tape came out of him, he was like, yeah, it's me. I have sex. You know, he was like, what? Like, you know, he didn't really let it become a thing. He was just like, yeah, I, I have sex. Like, yeah, it takes a certain man to be able to do that. That's for sure. Not everybody could do that. I couldn't do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he, looked, unless he looked amazing in the video like he did he looked great I thought <laughs> I mean you couldn't really see anything so I guess that was to his um, favor but um, I want to ask you guys Cappy you mentioned it briefly because you said something about turning I think 26 in October when are all of your birthdays we've done this I think on your podcast but I just want to know for our listeners yeah. so October 26 I'm a Scorpio if that's what we're getting at we are <laughs> mm-hmm and Johnny? I'm March 22nd. Um, I'm Aries, as you know. And yes. I do want to say too, because I knew this question was coming. I was actually born on my mom's 30th birthday. So we had the same birthday, which is cool. Wow. Exactly 30 years apart. Yeah. Wait, that's really cute. And what about you, Max? Uh, May 1st, so I'm a Taurus. Cute. You have to come to our mixers. You know that, right? <laughs> I didn't know you had Okay, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you all about I them um, no after idea. this. You're too okay. busy yelling at Mets games and losing your voice. But, um, <laughs> that's probably a red flag. <laughs> literally. Just being a Mets fan might be a red flag. Well, actually, that's yeah. not true. I think my boyfriend might be a Mets fan. Well, we know he's a Knicks fan, which is cool. Oh, he's Steven. not. Okay, But what are you that we're not? Oh, Jets. He's a Jets fan. Yeah, me too. Okay. I'm a Giants fan. So that's like where we, you know, we don't agree. Love that. Mm-hmm. Big year for the Giants. Was it? I don't actually follow. I'm like a fake fan. <laughs> no, like this coming year is a big year for the Giants. Oh, okay, cool. I just remember, so we won when I was in high school and it was like the most lit night in the city ever. Mm-hmm. Like people were like flipping cars over. Like it was wild. It was so much fun. Um, And I feel like, have Jets like ever experienced that? Like Jets fans? <laughs> Not in our lives, so. Mm-mm. Okay, so a lot of your friends did submit questions. I guess we should weed out which ones are from your friends versus real. <laughs> um, one person who probably is your friend said, how do you build your boys? Who is this? Do you know? Is that a question from Zach Monison? No, it's from Jordy Bloom. Oh, okay. Well, he runs Build Your Boys. Uh, okay. It's like a clothing brand that he started. Um I don't know. It's just a thing that he's even trying to build up. But, um, you know, basically our podcast, what we're all about, like, you know, we just like to hype up the people who come on our show. Like, you know, obviously, Lindsay, whenever you do something cool, like we're promoting you and like, that's what we've kind of built. Like we're trying to build like kind of our own family and, and, uh, you know, anyone who does the service of coming on our show, like we'll just support the shit out of them. Like whenever, whatever they do, like that's what we're all about. It's like building our own little community. Cause that's like, you know, the premise of what we started. Cappy and I felt like, you know, the Jewish world was very similar with the hockey world and um, like everyone kind of knows everyone and we just want to see everyone succeed. Um, and that's kind of like what we've done with, with our show and our podcast and just like kind of everything we do in our day to day. I want to get into, and Max, we're going to talk about some single stuff for you, but we'll start with Cappy. Um, how did you meet your girlfriend and how long have you been dating? Um, so I actually met my girlfriend in elementary school. We grew up, um, basically in the same town. I lived like two neighbors down from her. Um, we were basically part of the same friend group growing up. We were really close friends. Thankfully, like I still have that same friend group today, which was really nice, especially like when I went away to play hockey, I always had them and like court was back with them. So I always like knew what was going on. So that's when we met. We didn't start dating until the summer going into my sophomore year of high school. So we just uh, celebrated our nine years a couple months ago. Whoa. And, um, yes, I know. So long. But she's amazing. And um, it's been great. When's her birthday? 
Her birthday is September 18th. <laughs> wow. I, I love, thought for sure you were going to mess that up. <laughs> I love a September born What do you mean? Person. We got a Virgo, um, yeah. A Virgo. Yeah, she's a Virgo. You're a Scorpio. It's a good match. So you've been dating for nine years. You're 25. You're almost 26. Do you feel like pressure because it's just been such a long amount of time to get engaged kind of younger than you normally would as someone in a relationship at your age? Honestly, not really. Because I just feel like the like the situation that like just like we've been a part of throughout like our whole relationship has kind of been like much different from everybody else's. And I feel like everybody's relationship is kind of different in that sense. Like, um, you know, some people are in a rush to get married. Some people aren't. Like, we know that like we're going to be with each other for the rest of our lives for the most part. And honestly, it's more just about both of us being financially stable and, and in a place where we could both be with each other for like a consistent amount of time. Um, so that's like, because I play professional hockey, that's like, you know, and she's um, a manager at Lululemon. And thankfully, you know, with that job, she can fluctuate with her work and, and move to, you know, basically wherever she needs to. Um, so it's more so like m- making sure I'm, lock- I'm locked down at a place for at least a year where she can come and live with me and we could be in that situation and be financially stable where we're not worried about money and stuff like that. But I mean, she's really cool. And, and if, if it was like something that was urgent in a rush, she's the kind of person that would tell me and, and it's not like that. So it's pretty good. Yeah. It's just interesting because like, I'm sure you don't get it, but I'm sure when she's like, yeah, you know, my boyfriend and I have been dating for nine years. People are oh, just yeah. like giving it to her. They're like, okay, so where's your ring? Okay. So when are you <laughs> getting engaged? You know? And that's just I, annoying. But I like that you're not in a rush because the reality is like, you have so much time and like just because you've been together for a certain amount of time doesn't mean you need to be married. But I do have friends who like, you know, were together for let's say nine years before getting engaged and they just like got married, like let's say at 25 or 26, but then they had like a married life before having a kid and like had a kid at a normal time, right? Like 31, 32, whenever people have kids. So I think... As long as you're happy, that's all that matters. Don't get me wrong, too. Like, um, like for sure. Like, I can't even understand. Like, imagine from her standpoint the amount of people that come up to her and like, oh, like, yeah. how long have you been your boyfriend been together? Blah blah blah. Oh, when are you getting married? Like all this stuff. Like, like I'm sure it's like I'm sure it's crazy from that standpoint. But like, like I said before, like everybody's different. And between us, like it's gonna happen sooner than later. Like that's for sure. Ooh, um, it's not really um, between us. But... Between us and the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, between no, us I mean, and like, her oh, no, and all no, of her not friends. Like, not not, not everyone like, listening. Not like super soon, but like within the year. Like I realize, like I know it needs to get done and stuff like yeah. that. Like but within the year, like it needs to like like for sure happen. Like, like yeah. Like, well, I mean? I mean, that's great that like you guys at least talk about it and know that it's going to end up in marriage, which is, which is nice. Johnny, let's talk about your relationship. How did you meet your wonderful partner who introduced you <laughs> like, to my podcast? You'll, you'll appreciate this story. So I actually DM'd her and she had a boyfriend. And she's actually in the other room, so she's probably listening to me say this right now. Eh. Um, I'm in her apartment in New York City, but I DM'd her and this is what I said. I said, I heard you think I'm hot. Never met her in my life. Um, I don't even know why I was following her to begin with, but you know, I, just, I figured I'd shoot my shot. Did you actually and hear that? No, made it up. Huh. Um, and th- I also had like no front teeth. So this was just like, you know, a, a, a different time. But uh, two weeks later, she responded, you heard wrong. Ha ha ha. So like, that was kind of like our banter or whatever. And then like, fast forward seven months, I was standing in line at Southampton Social in the Hamptons. And one of my friends called my name and she was like, who's Johnny Lazarus? And I was like, I am. Oh my God, you're Ellie. And then we just started talking. And uh, we shared an Uber to what was at the time called AM, a different um, bar in Southampton. Yeah, I remember. And then we ended up like separating for the night. And then she posted an Instagram like that following Monday. And I just commented on it, missed you. And then she DM'd me. <laughs> and then uh, from there, we started hanging out. And That's uh, hilarious. You played that yeah. very well. Um, yeah. That's really funny. I, I will say though, that you just like DMing her out of the blue. It's like, mm-hmm. how did you... Like, first of all, how'd you even, like, you just saw her on Instagram and you were like. No. So we actually, we had mutual friends. Um, okay. My high school prom date was her big in college. So that's like kind of how I like knew of her. And then a girl that I got to sleepaway camp with ended up being her roommate. So there was like a lot of different right, um, like walks right. of life where like, you know, I, I always just saw her like on Instagram, I guess, like with my friends. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to DM this girl. Like I never met her. I have nothing to lose. Like what the, like, what do I care? You know? 
it's so funny. And also, I just want to clarify, Johnny said he had no front teeth because he plays hockey. Like, Not anymore. His, okay, he did play hockey. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like a lot of where their podcast began. But he now has fake teeth? Yeah, these these four. There you go. But he can take them out at any moment. No, not anymore. These are... Oh, not anymore? Yeah, these are my new teeth. Oh, wow. Congrats. Do you miss (laughs) being able to take out your teeth? Everyone else does, but I don't now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was a big hit at the bar, but... uh, Yeah. Especially now in the COVID world, thinking back of like, have you seen the movie This Is 40 with... uh, Yes, yeah. Megan Fox and and Leslie Mann when like Uh they go to the bar and the like Philadelphia Flyers are there and Megan Fox puts the teeth in her mouth. Yeah. I used to do that all the time in bars. And like thinking now with COVID and everything, that's like really fucking disgusting. But it was fun <laughs> That is vile, but it's a good party <laughs> trick. Um, <laughs> I also think it's so funny because like, it's like, yeah, you had mutual friends, but basically like the gist is that you saw her photos and you thought she was hot and you wanted to get in touch with her. I was Pretty recently much. at an engagement party and I was talking to... Um, my friend who is it's his engagement party his mom and she was telling us the story about how she met her husband and you know it was way back in the day and they were in like belgium or something and he had seen a photo he was like going through someone's wedding album with them Mm -hmm. and he saw her in the photo of like people having fun at the wedding and he like found her from like that Mm -hmm. photo and that's like the old version of Instagram, literally. It's just like, that's how people would meet. It's like, you'd see someone in a photo and be like, who's that? Like, I want to meet them. They're pretty. And Mm -hmm. it's basically the same thing. So I just think like Instagram gets so much shit, but like, it's so good for that reason. It's the best dating app out there. It really is. I recently stopped focusing on the social media business and started focusing more on the podcast business. And I have to tell you, it's just as much work, if not more. And you have to create like real legit content and you have to get creative. We're doing these mixers now. And like, I have to use apps like Canva and InDesign in order to make these cool flyers. And it's hard. But when I use Issue, which is an all-in-one platform to create amazing digital content, so like marketing materials, magazines, flip books, like Instagram graphics, whatever it is, it's honestly seamless. Issue makes your content better because it works with tools that you already use, like Canva, like I just mentioned, like Dropbox, and like InDesign. And you make it once and you can distribute it everywhere, like to all of your channels without having to reformat it, which is so easy. And did I mention it's free if you want it to be, or you can use premium features and have a more customized experience. So get started with Issue today for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use the promo code ACME. That's issuu.com, issue.com slash podcast, promo code ACME at checkout for your free account or for 50% off your premium account. Start making epic content today. As you may or may not know, my boyfriend and I found an apartment in May and moved in. And it was like our first apartment together. And it is now August 29th. And we have still not finished decorating this apartment. And you know what? It's really hard because so much furniture... First of all, it's really hard to design your apartment. And second of all, furniture just usually does not come on time. And then we found Article. You've probably heard of Article already, but I hadn't. And so many people recommended it to me. And I was like, oh, how had I never seen this before? Article is unbelievable. I mean, they combine like the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort of shopping online. Their team of designers focus on only like really beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. So this is basically like 
so having an interior designer without having an interior designer and their fair prices. Like you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Article is able to keep their prices low because they cut out the middleman and they sell directly to you. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. It's really amazing. We just ordered the Nova Winter Gray Daybed and the Bovi Pearl Blue Rug and the Mara oak side table for our home office, which I'm really, really excited for. And it's coming any day now. So I will show you all of it once it does come. And Article's offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more, which is an epic deal. You go to article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Acme to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. You don't have to worry about furnishing when you check out Article. It's really awesome. I want to talk to you guys about White Lotus and I want to talk to you guys about Bachelorette, but I know that not all of us are up to speed here. So, Cappy, you're the one that put me on to White Lotus, right? Yeah. Have you seen the finale yet? Oh, yeah. I watched it last night. Oh, my okay. God. So, if you haven't watched this, skip ahead. But if you <laughs> have, stick with us for a second. What did you think? It, it was amazing. I mean, um, I think Doug Ellen posted something on like his Instagram today and was like, I wish I could have made a show like this or something like that because yeah. it was so good. I mean, the ending was crazy. I, I think my girlfriend, Courtney, a shout out because she called like the whole, throughout the whole day because the, obviously the finale came out last night. But throughout the whole day, she was talking about Armand like, oh, he, I think he's going to be the one that died. Like, oh, he's going to overdose. Oh, he's going to die. And like, because like we, we, we were talking about throughout like the weeks, like, oh, who do you think is going to die this week? Who do you think is going to die next week? And we kind of forgot about him. We really didn't think like, like he wasn't one of the guys we had on our list. I thought it was going to be um, the son. I kept thinking the son was yeah, going to die. Thought Quinn, I thought Quinn at first too, but I have to say, so my boyfriend and I were talking about it and he actually made a really good point, which kind of threw me off to thinking it was Armand. He was like, why would Armand be on their plane back to New York? Exactly. Right. And I was like, wait, you're right. But now that we saw it, I was like, he was on the plane to... Honolulu. He was on the plan to the big island, which then he can go to Australia or wherever he's from, right? Exactly. And so it all does make sense. I wonder what your thoughts on like Quinn staying there. Honestly, I, I thought it was like good for him because I mean, throughout the whole show, he's socially awkward kind of, you know, didn't really know what his place was. And then obviously finds like these guys and the whole canoeing thing. Like that's kind of what he wanted to do from a parent standpoint. I mean, you know, we've talked like I left home when I was 15 years old. So it's like, yeah. sometimes you got to do, sometimes you got to do, do shit like that and just stay behind. But kind of the way he did it in a sense, like just like ditching his parents at the last second on the plane, like kind of, kind of scummy. But like, I mean, his parents wouldn't have let him leave if he didn't do that. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised I didn't go after him. And then lastly, and then we'll get into more dating stuff. What did you think of the girls just like being friends again after oh, what my. happened? That like that whole relationship like between those two was just like so weird the whole entire show. It was like so sketchy. I didn't know like what was gonna happen, to be honest with you, with like their whole friendship and just like with like her in general. Like, was she gonna rat out her friend for like the whole like Kai stealing the jewelry and the bank safe? Yeah. But at the end, like, yeah, her just like when they like when she like hugged her in the bed and like was basically like kind of like, I understand, like, oh, everything's like what well, everything's back to normal now. Like after like she said, like. I'm not your friend, like all this stuff, but just so weird. So weird. I feel like Olivia was like kind of in love with her or something. Yes, right? I could definitely see that. Anyway, going back to dating and some of the questions that came up for you guys. Somebody asked, when do guys decide to go exclusive with a girl? What causes you to make that shift? Feel free to take this on, anyone. Well, it's funny because I DM'd you about this the other day. Like, what's the difference between like being exclusive mm. and dating? It's like, it's just like a bigger word. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Right. I feel like exclusive, and I've said this so many times on the podcast, is just like a cop out. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. don't fuck anyone until I decide how I feel about you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me personally, like, me and Ellie had been hooking up for probably like six, seven months before we decided to date. But like, you know, she studied abroad, and that was like a big reason why we didn't want to date because she wanted to like get that experience. And I obviously like, didn't want to hold her back from that experience. But for guys, I think it's just more so when you, you know, for lack of better terms, like don't want to fuck anyone else. You know, it's kind of just like you're having fun and like you go out and, and you just only want to be with that one person. So that's kind of when you decide to, 
date them or, or be exclusive, I guess, um, to answer the question. Yeah. I'll kind of chime in. I guess like for me, it's weird because I've been dating court <laughs> yeah. for so long, but like, it's like, I've only had like, I've only like been with two other girls and like had like two other like girlfriends, like not like obviously serious. So from a sense of like, when you know, like it's the one, it was kind of like our relationship was so weird. Like starting out, we were friends. We kind of like hated each other a little bit. It was like the stage of our relationship. And then like, I was talking to another girl and I was very jealous that another guy had her. And then like, once I had her, it was like, okay, I don't want anybody else. And then once I actually got to know her and know her family, it was like, you know, what else do I need at this point? She loves hockey. She loves me. Great family. Like it was just like everything added up kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'm glad I'll that you said loves hockey before you put loves me. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Max? <laughs> I said, I'll give an answer from a, a different perspective. As, as someone that's single, I'll, I'll say this for me, like I'm definitely looking for a girlfriend now. I'm pretty tired of playing the field. And I think it's like, once you're kind of like settled in sick and tired of, you know, having to go out and not having a girlfriend or not having like a significant other, it kind of like, once you start to hit like a certain age, you kind of feel like, okay, now it's, now it's kind of time. I feel it's, mm-hmm. it's a maturity thing and bars, and the clubs, especially in New York City, everyone goes to the same spots over and over again. It starts to get really old. So you kind of look for something different and new. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea Handler has a funny segment on that. She's like, you just need to find... Oh, no, no, no. Not Chelsea. It's Amy Schumer. She's like, you just need to find a guy who's tired. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of true. Um, someone asked this very classic question. I don't even know if I want to ask because it's so basic. But honestly, that might be a good thing. We might need this. Mm. How do you know if a guy likes you? Just like a basic answer. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like as basic as it gets. But I, I want to say like, for me, it's it's so simple. Like, it's just going out of your way. Like, if a guy goes out of his way mm. to see you, like, he likes you. Like, I, I mean, just from my own personal experience, like, you know, I, I would drive an hour on a Sunday to go hang out with Ellie because I liked her. Like, I, I, I'm not doing that for a girl that I don't care about or like. I, I think it's just so as basic as a question as that is, it's so obvious. And I think girls and even guys like question themselves so much about if someone likes them or not, but like you can tell And, and there's a quote, obviously like, y- you know, in, in a sense, like people say, like when you think about a friend, like you think what they would do for you, but it's not about that. It's what you would do for them. Yeah. And that's kind of how you like feel if you like somebody, like what you would do for that person. And I think a lot of people get mixed up in the thought of what they would do for me. Yeah. So, I mean, you you would know better from a girl's perspective. No, about, like, I agree like with that. Not. But I would I would amend that to say like it's what you're willing to like. It's how far out of your way you're willing to go after you've already slept together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's true. I say this, but there's a lot of different like ways that you could tell like if you like like somebody. You know what I mean? There's just so many different things. Um, so it's like hard to like pick one. You know what I mean? I mean, like for I guess for my for my personal perspective, like every time I'm out or like. I'm like shopping or doing something. I'm always like, like, what does she want or what does she need? Or like, if mm-hmm. I come back, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, if I, if I come home with, without something, like I'm going to be, you know, screwed or like, just like something, a situation like that. I'm always like thinking about the person. Yeah. But Lindsay, I actually, I wanted to uh, chime in on what you just said though, because I know so many couples, I feel like that have slept together on the first date. And a lot of the relationship is built on like how good they are just sexually, like their, their chemistry sexually. And I feel like sometimes I know, like, just from following you for a long time, like, you kind of, um, you know, make the point to not sleep together in the first date and like wait it out to like make them earn it or whatever. But um, I feel like sometimes that might add more pressure to the actual sex. Like if if it's, you know, if you're going on five, seven dates before you sleep together, it's kind of like built up. And if there's not a good performance, it almost like just ruins the whole thing. But, you know, if, if you sleep together right away and like the sexual chemistry is there, then sometimes I feel like that allows you to build like a, a natural chemistry once you have the sexual chemistry down. I hear you. I just don't think that you're going to have the best sex the first time you have sex with someone. So mm-hmm. like, I think either way, it's going to be like a letdown of sorts because like the best mm-hmm. situation is like your sex gets better and better as you get to know each other and like what your partner's like kinks are and what they're into and like where they like being touched and whatever it is. And so I feel like you're right. Like there could be a buildup to a disappointment and that sucks. And I've been there personally. Like I've mm-hmm. like waited and then slept with them and been like, and now it's over. 
you know, yeah, well, and it and it sucks. But I was hoping this would come up because, like, for me personally, I know that like it would be completely in my head if I hadn't slept with the girl like on the you know seventh day. Like, I'd be thinking about it the entire time. Yeah, I mean, there's always like there are situations where like you wait and then you sleep with them and then it sucks and it's not mm-hmm. repairable. Like it's usually yeah. repairable, but like you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't feel like I need to elaborate. Like you know, what <laughs> I mean. yeah. Yeah. performance um, anxiety. Sure. Or just, or just like a lack of things to work with. Mm. But, um, (laughs) but I think that that's, it's not a waste of time. You still got to know someone, you still had a good time with someone. And for me, like the big reason that I don't sleep with someone on a first date is because like, I don't want to, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's really what it comes down to. It's like, I like when the one time I did sleep with someone on a first date, I was turned off from them. Just because I was like, this all just happened too fast. And now I'm like not excited. Um, So I think it's like totally about your vibe. Like, because I do hear you. Like, I do think like, if you get the sex over with at the beginning, like sometimes it's great. But also then sometimes you're like, okay, well now what? What if it's like, what if you try like the reverse? Like have, you know, like sleep with each other on the first date and then like the next five dates don't have any, don't have sex and then see how it goes. That's fun. Right, that is fun. That's how you can like kind of backstep if you did sleep yeah. together on the first date and you kind of regretted it. Yeah. Or like you'll know the other person like is so into you by like the fourth date. It's like, okay, like slept with me on the first one. You know, like, I mean, you know, it was that good. You know, you got to wait till the next time. Right. Yeah. Or they're just like, I want sex again. I had a taste. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Somebody asked, do guys genuinely not care about girls gaining weight slash being thicker? Do guys genuinely not care about girls? No, I feel like, I mean, I honestly, I don't, I don't like care, but I feel like a majority, like I've talked to guys who do care and I feel like a majority like do, to be honest with you. And I'm not going to throw any, anybody's name under the bus, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the reason why I feel like from my perspective, it's always been more of like somebody like personality wise or somebody like who I'm more like into like that. But like, I don't know. I don't know what, what people's perspective is on it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the majority of people probably do do care mm-hmm. if if a girl. I th- yeah, I think the, yeah. Like if I were to ask every single person in my friend group, I think they would probably say yes. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I, I think it works the same way for girls too. Like, I mean, I, I know so many people, girls and guys, who like even even now, like with social media too. Like I like you know my friends that are girls and guys like i get dms all the time of like maybe a friend who's put on a couple pounds and and the girl who's put on a couple pounds like it just and even me like people tell me i look like shit like it just happens you know like people i think some people are just too honest about it but um i mean i definitely think it's something everyone thinks about like i constantly think about if i put on weight like i think it's just and not that not that it's a bad thing like i know plenty of people that put on weight and they're even happier like it's it's just mm-hmm. kind of personal preference for some people and other people don't care about it johnny you mentioned like your friends that are girls. Somebody mm. asked, can guys and girls be friends? Real talk. It seems like you yes. have a lot of friends that are girls. Yeah, 100%. I do. I do. Yeah. A thousand percent. And I, I've actually told my girlfriend this, so I don't, I don't like feel bad saying it, but a lot of the girls that I've actually like have been with have become better friends. Like with me, I feel like, um, I don't know if that's like a bad thing or a good thing, but I've become like, like closer as friends with girls I've been with, but I've also always put it out that I never wanted anything serious with girls. Like always like at least the first girl that I actually truly have like invested in. So I think right away, the vibe that I gave off was like a friendship vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I've always like, I've had an older sister and my older sister is like my best friend in the world. So like, I've always been able to relate to girls. So for me, like I, I just, I do a lot of girly things, I think, honestly. So it's like easily, easy to relate to girls. And I've always you are a girl. girlfriends. Yeah. I'm but fine, like, fine if you were, that. but if you, and this goes to all of you, if you were attracted to a girl, would it be hard to be friends with her? Um, that, it depends what the situation you're in. Are you like, so if you have a girlfriend and the girl's attractive, kind of, or like, yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, are you saying, are you saying, if, yeah, if we have girlfriends and we have like, like if I'm dating Ellie, but I have a friend that's a girl that I find attractive, you're saying? Exactly. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's hard. No. I think it, I think it'd be harder if I was single and I was yeah. trying to be friends with and I was, I was trying to be friends with the girl and she was extremely I attractive. I was about I agree. to say one one thousand percent. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Definitely yeah. harder if you're single because you're but, you're but, definitely always thinking about it. You know. Yeah, like, and, and I yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, you I, go cap? 
No, I was gonna say I also like like last like I grew up around girls like like yeah I was playing hockey but like my friend group like I was extremely close with like a lot of girls growing up so like I was always around it and I feel like I've when you're like in situations like that growing up it's different. Yeah, I was just gonna say I was gonna add to that like I, I had a lot of friends that I was attracted to when I like obviously you know as a single guy and if any of them ever tried to hook up with me I wouldn't say no like I would obviously do it but I wouldn't I wouldn't initiate. But not when you were in a relationship. Obviously not in a relationship. No. Well, that's well, that's <laughs> what's interesting because like I'm like, I have so many wonderful guy friends, but I also mm. know that if I was like so, like yeah. they'd be like, Yes, one hundred percent yes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that, that makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes. I don't know. Uh-huh. And that makes me feel like it's not like that girls and guys can't be friends because like <laughs> one of them always kind of is I don't know. But so like they they can be friends, but not best friends. You're scared to have uh, that much. You're scared to have that much power. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I don't want it. Because like I'm, yeah. you know, in this relationship that hopefully will be, you know, long last. And it's like, and it's like I wouldn't necessarily want my boyfriend to be friends with someone that I know was like down for him if he turned around ever and was like down for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think an important thing though is that those friends like do respect your boyfriend and like you know his friends respect you in that sense. You know. Totally. Yeah. That's very important. Okay, this is interesting. I I almost want to answer it and then you guys <laughs> tell me if you agree. This girl uh-huh. says, a guy says I'm pretty and then I say he's handsome, but then they stop being interested. Why? The pretty slash handsome thing has happened twice now. What gives? I would say to her, stop telling guys they're handsome. And I'll tell you why. It's not because you can't compliment a guy. You totally can when they're your boyfriend. But if someone's pursuing you and they're like, oh my God, you're so pretty. And you're like, oh my God, and you're so handsome. It's like, no, no, no. Stop fucking this dynamic up. Let him like compliment you and like dote over you and pursue you. And then later you can be like, by the way, now that I know your insecurities, I just want you to know you look really handsome tonight, honey. But in the process of him pursuing you, I don't think there's any reason that you need to give him the compliment back and reciprocate that. Just let him like, give it to you. And you know, you could be like, thank you. I know. Thank you. Yeah. hundred percent. You're spot on handsome. So much more of like a, a boyfriend kind of thing anyway. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, honey, you look so handsome tonight. And like, obviously, you know, the guy, if you send back, you know, Oh, you look, you look pretty. If you just send back, thanks. That guy is gonna like. Obviously, he's gonna be more interested. He doesn't want to hear he's handsome. If he's just, I completely disagree. I couldn't disagree more. I, that, that's exactly what I was going to ask. If a girl compliments a guy and he just says thanks, like if a, a girl says, "Oh, you're very handsome," my response ten times out of ten is going to be like, <laughs> "You look, you look great. You look very pretty tonight." Yeah, as it should be, but they shouldn't be telling you that anyway. Okay. I disagree. I, I, I think if I told a girl, if I went up to a girl and I said, you look really pretty tonight and she said, thank you, I would not talk to her. That's well, crazy. And I don't believe you. And I, 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 think I've, I think I've actually done it. I, I would just think that's so rude. Like, I'm not saying like, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't talk to her I'm, I, like, at, the to- at the time, but I'm saying like, okay, like then like later the, the, night, the night gets on later and you're so, in the back of your mind, you're just like, that fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, you know what? But then at the end of the day, you're, you're there, but then like you keep pursuing. I don't know. I just, it doesn't matter how handsome I think a guy is and how into a guy I am. If a guy comes up to me and says, You look so pretty tonight, I would never, ever, unless they were my boyfriend, say, Thank you. You look so handsome. I would just say, Thank you. That's so sweet. Like, I really appreciate that or something. Like, I wouldn't be a dick, but like, I would never tell them they're handsome just because they said I'm pretty. Yeah. But oh, you don't have to say it like, like in a pit in a petty way, but like I th- I think that takes balls, like a guy to like walk up to you and tell you you look pretty. I I don't think like that many guys do that. You know, I think a lot of guys are more like timid about it. And and I actually I want to ask you because this is like kind of on the same topic, and I've debated this with my friends a lot too. Like if a let, let's say I'm single and you came up to me and said, "Hey Johnny, like my friend thinks you're really cute." Like a lot of guys feel like that adds more pressure to like go talk to that girl. But for me, I'm like, Oh, like this girl already thinks I'm attractive. I don't have, I don't have any pressure. I can talk to her later on the night. I can enjoy my night. And I know this girl is already attracted to me. Like, what do you think about that? I feel like that's kind of the same vibe as your question. It's so funny. Cause every time I went up to a guy and I was like, my friend thinks you're really cute. Like they were not interested, which I don't know what that means necessarily, uh-huh. but 
Yeah, I mean, if I if I were the friend who told my friend to go up to you and tell you that, which like sounds really immature, I would be kind of pissed if you didn't come up to me right away. Really? Oh yeah. I guess for me, like I don't know. I I feel like if I already know that like that person is just attracted to me, like and it's let's say like I guess it depends on the time of the night. You know, if it's like twelve thirty one o'clock, I'll probably walk up to her and talk to her. But if it's like nine thirty ten, like I'm gonna try to enjoy my night, and then like I know. Later on, when I get a little more liquid courage in me, I'll go talk to her. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, as long as you're talking to her, that's yeah, I, I kind wouldn't of ignore all that matters. Her. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't ignore her. And Max, this one's for you as a single guy in the mix. What makes a girl stand out on the first date? I mean, the biggest thing for me is like, I, like, I want to make someone laugh. So if I can't make a girl laugh, it's probably not going to work out. So like if the entire time if I'm like swinging and missing with jokes or just like, you know, my like, I guess, quirkiness, I like I need to make someone laugh. So her understanding your sense of humor makes I her stand so, out. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like the bar is a, l- a little low there, but. <laughs> well, that, that's, I, that's like my, like, I guess my, like one, that's my one thing. Okay. I don't know if you've heard his how jokes, much, <laughs> How much time, how much time into the date does he, do you run out of like, like, all right, two minutes. She hasn't laughed. Like that's it. Oh no! It, well, it's not, it's not <laughs> even like that. I don't know. I, I try and like spin off just situations in like a, I guess a humorous way, like a funny way. Mm. And I, I don't know. No, I like that. I think <laughs> yeah. if you have a unique sense of humor and someone gets it, then perfect. So I think this is one of the girls, Johnny, that you quarantined with. She her question was how I was quarantining with eight girls for sixty days, but I'm gonna change it. So yeah, yeah. for backstory, Johnny was in quarantine with his girlfriend and her, I guess, roommates. Um, but my question changes. My question is after quarantining for sixty days with eight girls, what did you learn about women that oh, you never knew before? I love this question. I'm I'm so happy you asked it. Uh, girls just constantly like I thought I'd be sitting on the couch and they'd be like talking about which guys are hot and like who they want to hook up with and all that stuff. But it's just constantly judging other girls. Like that's the premise of every conversation. Like it's actually insane that like, and my girlfriend and all of them said this, but kind of what we just talked about, if a guy walks up to a girl and says she's really pretty, it doesn't mean really, it doesn't mean shit to the girl. But if a girl walked up to another girl and said she looks really pretty, they take that to heart. Like that makes the girl so happy if another girl compliments them, as opposed to a guy doing it, it doesn't mean shit. But like when girls kind of give each other compliments, it's like the best thing in the world. And I know, you know, we see a lot of girls commenting on their friends' Instagrams like, oh my God, you look beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But like actually like in person and comment to them in person, it like literally will make their night. Like if Ellie, you know, what? I was going to say that could go back and forth though. Like some girl could just be doing that of like, like out of spy or whatever. It's like, I even feel the same way as a guy. Like if a guy comes up to me and says that I look really good, I know I look good if a guy's telling me that, you know? Yeah. Well, I think what you're saying is interesting because you started it as if you were going to say that girls are like tearing each other down. But then your example was like girls complimenting each other is amazing. So well, it goes both ways. Right. So then what's the the part that you were kind of starting with? Like you said, they're judging other girls. Like, are they sitting there set, talking shit about like their friends? Are they talking about like influencers? Like, I would say it's like other people in their same like social pipeline, mm-hmm. you know, just like comparing to like different towns, different schools. Like at the, at the time, like we were seniors in college. So it's like, you know, you're talking about other schools and sororities and towns <laughs> and all that stuff. So it's kind of like, you know, like, and okay. So I guess I'll give this example, but like it was senior year of college. So everyone's taking their like graduation photos. So they were just like, they're laughing behind me, I think, but they're, they're like comparing what they're going to wear to what those girls wear to what right. those girls wear to what food, what food they had catered for their graduation party. <laughs> oh, that's like all, this, all this different shit. Yeah. Oh, all, look all at the state of that Florida state. I could already yeah. like fix it. And I'm that's like, really I'm, I'm just throwing on the one collared shirt I have and I'm taking a fucking picture. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, okay. I'm going to ask one more question that was submitted and then we're going to go to some rapid fire. This is just silly, but I'll ask it. Do guys only follow girls on social media in case they break up with their... Oh, oh yeah. In case the boys break up with their... Yeah. Girl. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not... not that's the biggest 
yeah. piece of yeah, that's the biggest bullshit. I've ever <laughs> but I have had people like unfollow me once I like posed with a boyfriend before. But then it's like, but, bye. Yeah, but a hundred percent, there's people out there like that. Yeah. Your your standpoint for sure. Like you know, like you have a big following and stuff like that. I'm sure there's guys slotting your DMs all the time. So the minute they see that you're off the market, they're like, fuck this. So you know, like yeah. I'm yeah. not listening. I'm not listening to We Met at Acme anymore. That's <laughs> <She's> hilarious. Like, <laughs> um. Okay. Wait. I I lied. One more question. Someone asked thoughts on mama's boys. Are you guys, do you consider yourself mama's boys? I know, um, yeah. Cappy, not so much, or maybe. Why not me? Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. You're like, I left home. Uh, well, you know, I was a big mama's boy. I feel like all Jewish, like, boys are mama's boys, honestly, like right. a majority of one I talked to. But yeah, just like, a, I mean, leaving from away from home when I was 15. But the thing is, every year I came back, I was treated like I was 15 years old, like back in like Florida, like, because. I never left. So like they, they think I'm like a different human being half the time. Yeah. I was raised by different people. <laughs> I'm a big mama's boy. <laughs> Max? Yeah, I would say I'm a, I'm a pretty big mama's boy. Yeah, it's three Jews, three mama's boys. Lindsay, I, I think it. you'll appreciate this story. I know we had you on before I went on a vacation with Ellie's family to Italy and I was playing hockey like in a men's league and my mom actually called Ellie about packing my suitcase for the trip. She wanted to make sure I had all the right, out- <laughs> I had all the right outfits picked out. And I didn't even, Ellie like texted me, like, were you with your mom? And I was like, no, why? She's like, she just called me about like planning your outfits for the trip. That's really like, cute. Oh my fucking That's God. really cute. My <laughs> boyfriend's mom helps me like make his favorite meals and bake yeah. his favorite things. It's Love really that. Cute. Love yeah. that. Um, okay, rapid fire. Should you know how much porn your significant other watches? Yes or nope. They have the right to privacy. I'd say nope. They have the right to privacy. Yeah. Okay. Unless like weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's affecting like your sex life or like right, your right, right, right. When you're in a relationship, do you plan out alone time, like going to see a friend for a day, so that you can both have some space? Yes or no? I think it's a different scenario because you you live with your boyfriend. I feel like right. Or yeah. This is, this question isn't for you, but like you know, I don't live with my girlfriend, so I feel like we constantly do have some separate plans, and I think that's important. Also, like you know, one thing that we always like kind of talk about is like having our own lives and then our life together. Um, I think it's like a huge thing to be happy. Like there's nothing worse than the the friend who like gets the girlfriend or gets the boyfriend and just like disappears, you know? Yeah. But that's also possible when you live with someone. Yeah. To to what? To like have your own lives and your lives together. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's the best thing about living with a significant other is like you always end the night together. So you can kind of yeah. like do whatever you want in the meantime. Yeah, you know? exactly. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes or no? no I do. I do. Like, like I believe in soulmates, but I don't believe like there's like one person out there for everybody. If that's what soulmates means, I don't know. I believe I think like, soulmates can be friends, even though um, I think friends can be soulmates. Like I don't know. Like it's like weird. I, I kind of thought about this the other night. It's like weird. It's like like I'm from Florida, so like my soulmate could be in like northern northern you know Europe, like you know <laughs> what I mean. Like and I wouldn't even know that they're just on this planet in northern Europe. But like, I would love like, to be your northern European soulmate. <laughs> 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 Max, what do you think? So I do, but I don't think like, I don't think it's just limited to one. I think okay. that you can have multiple. Soulmates. I agree. Multiple soulmates. And Johnny, you mentioned it briefly. Your soulmates can be friends as well. Okay. Then I like that explanation now. I believe in soulmates now. Guys, do you generally have sex with your partner when they're on their period? Yes or no? Generally, no. Occasionally, maybe in the shower if it happens, but like not like it not like not often though. No. Johnny. Uh yeah. Same. It's fun. <laughs> Does a reaction to your text on an iPhone count as a reply? Yes or no? Oh, I say yeah. absolutely not. Really? Wow. Like, well, are you talking about like uh like if they love it, they yeah, thumb, yeah, yeah. thumbs up it? I mean this is funny with actually one of my best friends. We all sent him like a birthday text and we also have like other group chats with him, but he never said thank you. He just like loved the message. Oh yeah. That's like, not cool. Right. That's not responding that like, I don't yeah. you really care though. Uh, so- no, I don't. We were just making fun of him. I don't I, like, to be honest, I don't care. I agree with you. Um, I don't think that's a response and like you should take the time to thank your friends for happy birthday. But I think in dating banter, like it's, it suffices as mm-hmm. a reply. 
well, that's been the best thing ever. Is like, that's, that's such an easy way to end a conversation now. Like, right. Exactly. You know, it's, it's kind of, I think, I think it's nice. Like I like when someone like hearts my message as opposed to like saying something and then I have to respond again, you know? Right. It's just annoying. Okay. We totally went over. We're going to end with a quote or piece of advice. If anyone has one, whoever's first, just shoot it out there to the world. I always go by good thoughts, make good things happen. And like the example I use is like, you know, if you're going out with a group of friends that you don't really know and you, you know, don't really want to go out with them and you like think beforehand, oh, this is going to suck. Like I don't even know them. Chances are it's probably going to suck. But if you go in like, oh, this is like a you know, chance to meet new people and have fun, it's going to be fun. Like it's, it's like a lot of it. I've learned this through the years, like just your mentality going into something. If you just automatically think something's going to be good, chances are it probably will be better than if you think it's going to be bad. Yeah, I like that. Um, never put all your eggs in one basket. Try as many things as possible, both in personal, business, whatever it is. Try, mm-hmm. try as many things as possible. See what works. See what doesn't. Learn from it and move on. Love that. Cappy? I guess I'll say um, if first you don't succeed, try again. Because, I mean, I've dealt with a lot of adversity through hockey and everything like that, getting cut and whatnot. And, and I guess perseverance sometimes pays off. So that's what I'll, my little piece of advice. Love it. Where can everyone find you guys? Follow you on Instagram. Listen to the Lodka Room. At the Locker Room. T-H-E-L-A-T-K-E-R-O-O-M. That's where we are. Love it. Thank you so yeah. much, guys. This was really fun. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. It.